Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sacktown Movie Buffs. Once again, I'm Kier, and this is Jason. And today we are back with another one of our top 10 uh, of the year series. Uh, we're moving right along. We're currently on our top 10 films of 2006. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So this will be uh, the first half of our show where we do our number 10 through number six. And then we'll do another second show, uh, you know, within the next week or so. We'll, we'll do our five through one with our honorable mentions. Um, also, with the, the first half of the show, which uh, we'll, we'll get into in just a second, uh, we also do challenge films for each other, uh, where uh, Jason recommended a film for me that I had to watch and review, and I recommend a film for Jason that he hadn't seen before also, um, that he had to watch and review. From and 2006. So we'll, from 2006, yes, yes. Um, in case you didn't figure that part out. Um, <laughs> Well, I say we just get right into it. Um, I'll go ahead and start with my challenge film that you gave to me. Um, so let's just get right into it. And that film was going to be uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, so this is basically kind of a mockumentary. Um, so it basically takes place in a universe where uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, <laughs> Michael Myers are all real serial killers, real people. And there's basically a film crew that is looking for uh, of young, you know, film film directors, film crew. They're basically want to do a documentary on uh, the next big uh, serial killer uh, that, that is basically around who happens to be Leslie Vernon. <laughs> so, you know, Leslie has kind of a, a similar story where, you know, he, he drowned as a kid and then came back and is now gearing up for a serial killer. So what they do is these three uh, filmmakers basically go and find uh, Leslie Vernon and basically interview him about, you know, his, 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 you know, the reasons for his serial killing and, you know, what his plan is and that kind of stuff. And so they basically kind of like follow him around with a camcorder, uh, you know, as he's preparing and he's talking his prey and, and talking about the, he's like, Oh yeah, you know, these are the group of kids that I'm looking at right here. He's like, this, so, you know, you got to look for the, you got to look for the main girl. That's the virgin. You got to look for, you got to look for the group of kids that are around and you know, the ones that are a little more sexually active and you get them all together, you get them partying and then you start killing them one by one, you know, that kind of stuff, you know? And so, it, uh, so it's a comedy, uh, but there are some very scary moments, uh, especially, you know, towards, uh, towards the end. Uh, but, uh, um, uh, that's the general sense. I don't get too much into spoilers with it, but uh, I enjoyed it, man. I had a great time watching this one. Oh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was funny. Um, you know, it had. It was just. It's. It's, it's satire, of course. So, but it, it's really, really funny. Um, and the the main guy, uh, the pay. You know, the place Leslie Vernon is just hilarious. Uh, you know, because he's really like. He's really like like goofy like and not really serious. He's just like kind of jokey like, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's just like really funny, like the things that he does. And you know, there's even like his own uh, crap. What does he call the guy that's that's uh, you know the you know like the like the the the, the psychiatrist that you know like in uh, Michael Myers? What I forget what he calls that guy. Um, oh, 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 I don't remember. Like you're, yeah, he oh, calls you're, him something, but you know. Yeah. Captain yeah, Ahab. you're Captain, you're Captain yeah, Ahab. Yeah, yeah. I got my Ahab. So he had his own guy that was like a psychiatrist is like following him around. Um, yeah, Dr. And then he, yeah, yeah, his own doctor. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, and then he, they actually go and they meet with another like retired like serial killer. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, the guy that's like showing him the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was just a great film. I, I highly enjoyed it. Uh, a great one, man. So yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, I would probably give this one. I'd probably give this one actually probably a solid three and a half out of five. So um, 
Um, so yeah, definitely good one, man. That was a great choice. Cool, so. man. Cool. Yeah, cool. I'm glad. I, I I thought I thought you would like it, but I I didn't know how much you would like it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, I I love that movie. You know, he's doing the calisthenics. You know, warming up for the chase. You know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, he weakens yeah, he's like, the, the branches in the tree. So that yeah, he's break. like. Yeah, he's like, man, you got to stay in good shape. You got to be fast. You know what I mean? Because you have to, you know, you have to like walk. You can't run after people. You have to walk out of people and they're running past you, but you still got to be able to catch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a great one, man. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, that's a fun cool. I love a good mock, mock documentary. For sure. For sure. And then you had a challenge film. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Which is... Gridiron Gang. Gridiron Gang, yeah. Um, dude, I wish I could be as enthusiastic as this one if you were about my choice. Um, you know, this movie was average. You know what I okay. mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I right. didn't hate it or anything like that. But, um, you know, for, well, for one thing, like, I'm, I'm not really into sports. You know, I'm not a sports. I don't watch right. sports. But yeah. I do like a lot of movies about sports. You know, I love Friday Night Lights and I love Any Given Sunday and Remember right. the Titans. So it's not that I, it's not that it's football that I didn't like about it. Right. Um, to me, it was, you know, it's based on a true story um, about this, this, this like juvenile, like a detention, like a, I don't know, like a reform school right. detention camp for teenagers who, you know, at risk teenagers. Um, and he puts together a football team for them to, to give them some focus. And he, you know, he makes a lot of strides and that's super honorable. And I, I found out afterwards that it's based on a, not just a true story, but it's based on a documentary about the true story, which is apparently really hard to find. Cause I couldn't find it. It's not streaming anywhere. Mm. Uh, Netflix, uh, you know, I'm one of the few people that still has a Netflix DVD subscription, uh, but they didn't have it either. So I can't stream it. I can't rent the DVD. There's no stores to go to, you know, not that they would have it anyway, but I bet I would really like that documentary. And you see parts of the documentary during the ending credits. So I bet right. that story is really interesting. This movie, um, it's fine. I think The Rock is really good. I guess it's one of the first movies that he really, because I, I was reading some of the old reviews for it, and they were all like, oh, he actually can act. He actually can act. Like, they're surprised. I mean, everybody now knows that The Rock is, like, incredibly charismatic, incredibly talented. But back then, it was, like, news. Um, I yeah. guess. So like, he's really good. He's a likable actor. He's a talented actor, but I mean, the story was just like, it was like, it hit so many of the, the check marks for like the inspirational movie that it just started to feel like uh, it almost to one point, like it was written by a computer, you know, that was like assembling, you know, inspirational movie, you know, like I knew like every, everything that was going to happen pretty much. And sometimes I don't mind that sometimes if I'm enjoying a movie, and I know everything that's going to happen. I don't mind because I'm having a good time. But for me, this movie was like, it's over two hours long. Um, it's, you know, it's about football, which automat doesn't automatically draw me in. You know, it has to be a little, there has to be more to it for me to be interested. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. You know, it wasn't like, it, it, it was, I, I didn't love it, man. I'm sorry. I don't know if you're I, a big fan of it or not. But, I liked uh, it. I didn't love yeah. it. I mean, it's not in my top 10. But like I said, when we do these, these, challenge films i gotta go with what you haven't seen so you know that or something that i saw that i i didn't even like so you know it's, yeah you know i mean yeah. it's, you know it's nothing that i would normally recommend somebody to go watch like oh you gotta go check out gridiron gang but yeah. you know i'm looking and it's one of the five films that I've seen that you haven't seen. You know, you're kind of leaving me with no choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah so. 
I'm glad I watched it. It was always kind of on my to watch list, you know. Um, but uh, I, I thought it, despite being super noble, I would love to see the documentary based on the true story. This movie was a C, you know, it was a two and a half out of five for me. So, okay. sorry, man. Fair enough. Thanks for, cool. thanks for letting me watch it, though. Cool. Or forcing me to watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, with that said, let's uh, get into our real top 10 for 2006. Um, so you want to go ahead and kick it off with your number 10? Sure, sure. Uh, my number 10 uh, is a movie called The Prairie Home Companion. So I really love this movie. Uh, I know you haven't seen it. <laughs> Probably, right? Um, no. Yeah, it is. I think I'm pretty sure it's Robert Altman's last film. I, I'm a big Robert Altman fan. I love uh, Nashville, Shortcuts, The Player. I love not all of his movies, but a lot of his movies. And this was the last one he did. It's based on the Garrison Keillor uh, radio play, uh, radio series. I'm not sure. I think it was on NPR, and I don't listen to the radio all that much, to be honest. But uh, I, So I don't know the original show, but I really love this movie. It's got a really great, a lot of great music, a lot of great performances. Uh, Kevin Kline, uh, Lily Tomlin, Meryl Streep, Woody Harrelson, John C. Riley, Tommy Lee Jones, Lindsay Lohan, uh, before she kind of went, uh, you know, crazy sideways. Um, yeah. But it's a really enjoyable movie. A lot of good music. Just a good, fun film. Good ensemble. Cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I don't have much of an opinion on it, but awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, great choice, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my number 10 is actually going to be Lucky Number Slevin. Um, so yeah, uh, one that I always just enjoyed. This one also has a lot of stars in it. It's got uh, Josh Hartnett, uh, Morgan Freeman, Ben Kingsley, Lucy Liu, Stanley Tucci, Bruce Willis. Um, so it's got a you know full all-star cast, and it's basically uh, kind of an action comedy uh, about like basically hitman. Uh, basically, uh, Josh Hartnett's kind of a hitman. Bruce Willis is a hitman, and it's got a lot of twists and turns. So it's a really kind of you know it's really a film that you kind of just have to see. Uh, because it has a lot of different elements about, you know, uh, you know, basically, you know, there's two different like big factions where like uh, Morgan Freeman, Ben Kingsley are like rivaling like mob bosses. And, you know, um, and Bruce Willis and Josh Hartnett's characters are basically kind of caught in the middle of the two rivaling bosses, basically. But uh, just a really fun action, great comedy, uh, fun story. And like I said, it's got a lot of good twists and turns. So if you haven't seen Lucky Number 11, then I definitely recommend you check that one out. And that's my number 10. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I remember, I remember, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I only saw it once and it was in 2006, you know, in the theater. Uh, but I, yeah, sorry. Um, I don't remember loving it, but I do remember, you know, the cast is great, of course. And I do remember being taken by surprise a few times. So yeah, yeah cool. Good one. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to number nine. My number nine, I don't own. So I think you have the poster ready for it. There we go. Old there it is. Yeah. So this movie, this is a great movie um, for anybody who likes uh, movies that are character driven, dialogue driven. So it's a film by Kelly Reichert, uh, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. She also made Wendy and Lucy. Uh, what was it? Uh, Meek's Cutoff. Just a lot of really good movies for people that like, like the quieter stuff sometimes. So this movie is basically about these two friends who go on a camping trip who have been friends for like since they were kids. You know, they've been friends their whole life, but they haven't seen each other 
you know, the, you know, I mean, like we all have friends that we grew up with that we just kind of went separate ways because we, you know, we got along when we were kids, but you become different people and you you just drift away. That's that's this kind of case. Like one of them is kind of a, the guy up top there is kind of, a, you know, like a, a family. He's got a family. He's got a good job, desk job. Uh, whereas the other guy is kind of a, kind of never really fit into society. He's kind of a kind of a kind of a hippie anti-establishment kind of thing. So they, they got along as kids, but they went completely different ways and they're trying to have a camping trip together. So you can imagine uh, that it's a little awkward, you know, to, to put it mildly. Uh, but it, I think it's a really great movie. The dialogue is great. She doesn't spoon feed you. You know so much about these guys' relationship just by the way they talk. Um, and I've, I've definitely had such, you know, it made me, it took me back to a lot of, a lot of the friends that I really got along with, I was really close to when I was younger, even in high school, that just wound up being completely different people than the person I grew up into. And what, what would it be like if I tried to go on a camping trip with that person? It'd probably be great and then not great. And then hopefully great again, you know, before not seeing each other again for another 10 years. So right. it's really, really good movie. But again, you have to have, you have to have patience because nothing, not a lot happens unless you take into account like, the ramifications for the characters and their lives, you know, cause it's, it's pretty intense if you look at it that way, but it's not like a action movie or anything like that. So yeah. Great movie. Cool. Yeah. 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 Haven't seen it again. So uh, like <laughs> most of the films that Jason brings in. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I can't, can't comment too much on it, but yeah, sounds like a uh, lovely fine story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Really heartwarming and touching. Oh, it's, not, it's not a heartwarming movie. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Cool. Cool. Uh, my number nine is definitely an action movie. Very violent. Uh, everybody's seen it, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, uh, which is going to be 300. Um, so obviously, uh, takes place during the, uh, you know, the, 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 the 300, uh, battle, the famous battle and the, you know, with the, the you know, the Romans and, and that sort of stuff. And just a really, it's like visually just a really just, you know, you know, the Spartans, uh, just, just, you know, this is just like really just visually masterpiece in my opinion. Um, the visuals on it are just so like amazing. I just love that grainy look and the feel of it and the action and just the, you know, there's a lot of just so much bloodletting in it, you know, basically these 300, you know, guys that are going after or taking on this entire, like, you know, empire that's trying to like take them over. And, uh, so just a really, really, really good, just just bloody bloodbath film, you know, with big battle scenes and, and you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a really just cool, awesome film in my opinion. Um, I know it does get some flack. Some people find it to be somewhat, um, some people think it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, somewhat racist in some ways. I've heard some, some, some oh, things. Yeah. I didn't get that from there, but, but um, but I, I definitely know that some people have, have said that about it in, in recent years, but, um, but I love it. I think it's a great action film. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, if you like big battles and, and lots of killing and, and, and that kind of stuff. And then I definitely urge you to check this one out. So that's my number nine, 300. Cool. Yeah. I like, I like that movie a lot. Um, I saw it at IMAX. So it was pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, Visually. Oh yeah. The IMAX, I can imagine it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think Zack Snyder gets a lot of uh, flack for, you know, people always say, because his movies are very visual, then mm. it's style over substance. But um, I, I, I'm not somebody who thinks that style is bad. You know, I think style is the substance sometimes. And I think that's the case here because 
you know, it really does a great job of creating this kind of really immersive environment that never, it never feels real, you know. It no, feels not like at all. Yeah, it feels, it's, it's very cartoonish in the yeah. way that it's shot and the way that it looks. Yeah. Um, but you go in there, you know that within the first five minutes of watching the film that it's going to have that kind of cartoonish feel to it. Um, you yeah. know, the looks and the visuals and that kind of stuff. But, um, but it, I mean, it's definitely not, I say check your brain out the door, but it's definitely, you know, it's definitely one of those films that just is a visual, you know, masterpiece in terms of the visuals of it. But yeah, you can argue that the story is, you know, but the story is also a story that's been told for, you know, centuries as well. So it's not like it's a completely made up story, but obviously he took many liberties with the story, of course. So Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a movie, frankly, you know, where the story and the characters are the most important thing. It's, it's yeah, the way no, it, not at all. the way it feels. And I think, yeah. you know, I think it, it works really well. Yeah. That yeah. Cool. Good choice. Thanks, sir. Number eight. Number eight uh, for me is a movie called Half Nelson. So this is a movie uh, starring Ryan Gosling as a high school teacher who is um, addicted to crack. So this is one of the first movies that Ryan Gosling did where it showed that he's like trying to like be something other than that guy from The Notebook, basically. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. He's, he's going through, he, he went through kind of the same thing as, uh, you know, he got kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, when he got famous from being in Titanic and he tried to go the, the opposite direction as hard as he could afterwards. That's kind of like what I feel Ryan Gosling did because, you know, he became like this heartthrob from the notebook. And uh, he, after that, he tried to go as far to the other direction as possible. And I, I always, I always like it when somebody does that, try to play with expectations and not just be typecast like that. So it's a really powerful movie, uh, really well acted, really well directed, um, and just uh, another um, an, another really good character study, I think. Uh, yeah, powerful movie. I recommend it. Cool. Oh uh, yeah, I remember liking it. Um, I haven't seen it since two thousand and six, probably, but I do remember. Um, I do remember liking it and it being a good story. So yeah, definitely, definitely a good choice. I don't remember a whole lot about it other than, like I said, his his. Uh, addiction and then you know he's like a high school teacher or something like that or some sort of yeah so that's pretty much all i really remembered about it but um i do remember liking it and thinking it was good so cool good choice yeah thank you <laughs> cool. <laughs> um so jason's gonna do all the all the indies i'm gonna do all the the big budget blockbusters so <laughs> so um uh and no no difference with my number eight <laughs> so uh my number eight is actually gonna be talladega nights um Everybody knows the story, of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so just a just a fun comedy. Once again, it was during that time period where it had all the, the those guys. Uh, you know, Will, Will Ferrell, which is you know the, the biggest star on the stage. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, but this was just a really really fun and funny movie. I I just enjoy it. I, I'm not a big NASCAR race car guy, but I love that it was kind of it was kind of making fun of NASCAR, but it was also just a really, really funny and fun film. You know what I mean? Um, so obviously if you don't know the story, he's a race car driver and, um, you know, and his, you know, his, his best friend is also a race car driver and, you know, he's always wanting to be first and never wanting his friend to be first. And then his friend kind of becomes the, the first place driver. And that causes a lot of flick, you know, conflict. And, you know, it's just a really just funny, wacky, goofy movie. So I just, I just love it. I always get a kick out of it. Um, so it's one that, um, you know, if you just need a quick laugh and, you know, and enjoy comedy, then definitely recommend Talladega Nights. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I, lo I love Talladega Nights. It's it's super funny. I think it gets ignored a lot because 
you know, everybody talks about Anchorman and Step Brothers and Elf and, you know, all those movies, but nobody ever really brings that one up anymore, it seems like, to me anyway. And I think, yeah. I think it's one of the best, for sure. One of my favorite Will Ferrell movies, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I haven't watched it in a really long time because that reminds me, I actually lent it to my mom. <laughs> and it wasn't too long. It was a fairly new release when I lent it to my mom, and I just, I have never gotten it back. I should probably get that your and mom, watch it again one day. Your mom stole your movie. <laughs> yeah, she did. she did. She just conveniently forgot to give it back to me, I guess. But yeah, I would love to watch it again. That's but, how it always works. That's how it all, you always end up losing films. You know, it's always yeah. you lent it to somebody and they conveniently never give it back to you. <laughs> yeah, you, you, kind of, you forget about it because you don't want to, you don't want to pressure them to give it back to you. But then you forget about it. So, yeah. Exactly. And then it's eight years later and then I can't remember who actually had that film anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool. I'm on to you, Mom. Yeah, I'm on to you. <laughs> Give me back my film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Number yeah. seven. Number seven for me is The Prestige. Mm. So um, this is one that I liked when I saw it in the theater, but then when I watched it again, I really, really liked it. And I find that's true a lot of times with uh, this is Christopher Nolan. Of course, everybody knows Christopher Nolan. This is one of his lesser known films. This one one of his few films that didn't, you know, make, you know, a billion dollars in the box office. Well, I guess Tenet's not going to make a billion dollars, but that's for different reasons. Right. Uh, probably. Uh, but this is a really, really complicated, dense, confusing movie, uh, like like all of his movies, honestly. Uh, but it's about two, the general story is it's about two uh, magi dueling magi magicians, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, Christian Bale and, uh, oh man, what's his name? Hugh Jackman, of course. Uh, but it's a really interesting mystery. Um, it's a really unique movie, and it's one of those, like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, that the more you watch it, the more it kind of kind of starts to go together, but there's a, still a lot of mystery in there, too. Um, so it's definitely one of his less audience-friendly movies, um, but I think that's to its credit. I think it, it's, not, it's not the kind of movie that would make a billion dollars like Inception, or uh, Interstellar, or the Batman trilogy. It's definitely more on a smaller scale, but it's still very Christopher Nolan. It's somewhere between Memento and, you know, The Dark Knight, I guess you could say. So I love that movie, and I've grown to love it more over time. So that's my number seven. Cool. Yeah, yeah I don't. I didn't really care for that one as much, personally. It was a little too weird for me, and I, I just didn't get it, I guess. Um, but um, And it was also a year where um, there were two magician films came out that year. Um, and I'll be talking about that one probably in the next show. Um, so I, I, you know, there were people that I, I personally knew people that were like on one side or the other. And I was on the other side with the other, with the other magician film. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this was one that I just pretty much, you know, I, I watched it and didn't care for it too much. So I just kind of moved on. So yeah, just kept, just continued living my life. Well, <laughs> cool. Uh, well, my number seven is going to be The uh, Foot Fist Way, yeah. another comedy, more of an indie comedy, yeah. uh, but also was also produced by Will Ferrell and, and Adam McKay, actually. This one stars Danny McBride as a uh, as a uh, karate instructor. Is it karate or taekwondo? I can't remember now. Karate. Yeah, it was karate. Uh, he's a karate. It's a comedy. He's a karate instructor. Um, and basically he uh, has his, his, his idol uh, who is like, you know, I don't know, six degree black belt in karate or whatever that he, uh, 
you know, wants to take like his his students to go meet and and see on like a road trip or whatever, um, and and basically meets you know his his idol, um, and tries to get him to like come to his like you know dojo or whatever and do some a performance, um, which he invites him to, and obviously when his idol gets there, he turns out that his idol is a complete jerk and just <laughs> like just really just you know kind of bullies him and like you know is is trying to mess around with his wife and and you know it's a comedy though it's not serious it's a very funny film um so yeah it's just a really really funny film but you know also danny mcbride's character is not exactly you know the the uh the most sympathetic guy you don't you don't necessarily always feel sorry for him either because he's kind of a jerk too and and i mean i the thing about danny mcbride is i love him as an actor but if i'm being 100 percent honest he almost plays the same character in almost everything that he does you know he's always kind of like that loud uh you know you know even if he's like you know not the bad guy or whatever, but he's always kind of like that loud, brash guy that's always like swearing, using profanity, and always kind of like bending the rules in some kind of way. Uh, he kind of almost always plays that kind of character. I feel like, and a lot of even in the shows that he does, he he, he plays that character. You know what I mean? Like vice principals and um, uh, the, the 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 gemstones. If you've ever seen that one, and then. Uh, I need. I, I keep forgetting about it. Is yeah, it that was hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I love that. I, I think I like that better than Eastbound and Down. And Eastbound and Down, where he always kind of plays like this, really like just loud and just you know, just kind of gets in his own way. You know what I mean? Like just so full of himself, kind of character. And that's kind of how he is in this film, also. Um, but uh, but you know, he you do feel a little bit of sympathy for him, but not a whole lot. So, yeah. but I, I love this film, The Fist Foot Way. So definitely check that one out. Yeah, I love that. I would love to watch it again because I've only seen it that one time. But I remember really liking it, and it's definitely it's what put Danny McBride on the map because I'd yeah. never seen it before that movie. And uh, Jody Hill, the director, is also the same person who went on. So they're a good team, obviously. Yeah, they, yeah, and he's also yeah. the one that does like the the Vice Principals, I think, and some yeah. of the other shows. So yeah, I for sure. Love Expounded Down, and I love Vice Principals. Uh, but I keep yeah. forgetting to watch the the Gemstone one. And, yeah, it's only one season so far, but you, you, or is it two? I think it's I don't remember, but. Yeah. yeah, you're you would you would definitely love that one. That one that yeah. that yeah, that show is 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 hilarious. I think it's better than Vice Principals and He's Bound and Down, in my opinion, just from the first season yeah. anyway. So, oh, okay. um, but yeah, I yeah. do too. I love them both, but um, I, I think this one just kind of ups it, kicks it up a notch because there's so many twists and turns with that crazy family. So that's 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 interesting. I'll definitely have to put that to the top yeah, because because those other ones are more focused on like you know, Down was more focused mostly on him. You know what I mean? And, and you know what I mean? His, whatever he was trying to do, vice principal is mostly about the two, the two of them, you know, and, but this one's about his whole family. You know what I mean? They're, they're all wacky, you know what I mean? And they're all kind of share the screen time on there. So, um, so I think, I think you'll definitely like that one if you get a chance to check that out, but cool. Yeah. Also, check out the Fitless Way if you haven't seen that. Also. <laughs> yes. 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 With the humble beginnings. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> humble beginnings. Yes. Yeah. Number six, man. Number six is probably the the first one on my list that a lot of people have seen, <laughs> and that is uh, Mission yes. Impossible Three. So this is my uh, this is my Blu-ray set of all six Mission Impossible movies to date. Uh, but Mission Impossible Three is the one that came out in two thousand six. And I know a lot of people don't, a lot of people tend to skip over three, it feels like to me, but I think three is actually my favorite. I think of all, I, I love that series. It's by far my favorite action series. I like it more than the Bonds. I like it more than the Borns. I like it more than the Fast and the Furious. It, this is like my action series. So um, I just love the variety uh, that most of them are by different filmmakers and both of them have totally different feels. 
and uh, they all have different styles and there's real variety. It's not like the same thing over and over. I love part three. Uh, number one, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a great villain. And I think it's the first one in the series where uh, it's J.J. Abrams who directed it. Um, everybody knows J.J. Abrams. Um, uh, but he he really kind of added a human element, which I thought was really cool. Like the first, the first Mission Impossible, it's very Brian De Palma, very cold and clinical, which is cool. I love it. And then Part two is the only one that I'm kind of hit and miss on. <laughs> Was that John Woo? John Woo? Yeah, who I love. I love John Woo, but the second one is a little is is probably the weak. It's definitely. I think the it's weakest. the weakest one in my yeah, opinion. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but the third one, I thought it was kind of like a course course correction from the second one. Uh, it added a human element. It actually made uh, Ethan Hunt feel like a, a person. You know what I mean? Not just a machine. Um, and it had a really interesting story that it had great stunts like they all do and a really great villain. So it's not, it, it, and it's not quite as like over the top as the ones that came after it. Not that I have anything yeah. against the over the top. I love the over the top stuff, but I think part three is like the perfect middle point between like the insane over the top stuff that came later, which I love and like the, uh, precision of the first one. So I thought it was right. like, it's like kind of the sweet spot for me. It's like my favorite one. Uh, even though I don't think anybody else I know is their favorite one, but for me, it's the really special one in the series. So I love that series. Love part three. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, your luck. Cause that's also my number six. Oh, um, nice. So I have the, yeah, this is the, I have the trilogy set when the first three came out. I, I own all of them too, but, yeah. um, but obviously, uh, number three is, is the one that we're showcasing here. Cause that's the one that came out and, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that came out in 2006. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I give it the same I, same as me. So uh, number six. Um, I don't know if I say it's my favorite one. I I, I haven't really thought about it. There's what yeah. six of them, five of them, six of them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I definitely like it better than the first one and the second one. But um, you know, some of the ones that came after that one are, were really really good too. And I really like the last one a lot also. Yeah. Um, um, I thought the last one was really really good. Right. Um, so I I don't know. I can't. I haven't rated them all. I have to really think about it. But um, they're all. You know they're all good. Um, like I said, even two is the weakest one. I still like it. I just don't love yeah. it. But I still, you know, not as much as the other ones. So as a standalone movie, it's still really good. But obviously, if you're gonna rate six of them, that wouldn't be at the bottom for me. But um, yeah. but this one would definitely be more towards the the top end. Definitely in the the top three probably for me. So um, but yeah, yeah, it's my number six also. So cool, good cool. choice. Yeah, with two. <laughs> With two, I always, whenever I watch it, I'm like, this is really good. What's wrong with me? Like for the first like while. And then like, it, then at some point I'm like, oh yeah. Cause it gets kind of slow and the villain's kind of lame, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> but then yeah. it gets good again at the end. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still like it. It's just yeah. not as good as the other ones is all. Right. So, well, cool. Well, that was our, uh, you know, the bottom half of our 2006. Um, you know, uh, we will be doing a second half of course. So definitely be looking out for that. As always, if you like the channel, would you ask that you like and subscribe and, um, you know, of course, um, oops, hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of the updates. Um, like I said, we try to upload, upload videos about two to three times a week. Um, so definitely be looking out for those. And we'll see you guys again real soon. We thank you for watching and hope you have a great day. Bye. Thanks.